Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today's Tuesday, April 13th, about to be Wednesday, April 14th, in one minute for me. Oh, there it is. But boys, crazy masters, what was, what was your favorite part? Well, I can tell you my least favorite part was uh, when Xander dunked in the water on 16. That was quite the <laughs> shocker. I know. I was, ready yeah. for a, I was ready for a crazy finish, but I got to say, I had Hideki. He listened. I was all over Hideki. Honestly, Zach, you having Hideki made it even that much better for me to watch, knowing I had a friend who picked, who picked the guy to win. Sad part is I had him on my DraftKings lineup at like 10% owned and still found a way to lose money. Beyond. Really? Yeah. Brutal. Jesus. And I had speed two weeks ago and didn't win money. Brutal feeling. Well, but it, the thing is, you get the 16. Like, where can you not miss that golf shot for Xander? It's the one place you can't miss it. Yeah. He, even said, though, he said the nerves didn't get to him. I don't know how much of that's true necessarily, but. Do you think he said I listened to the interview and he said he hit it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was very odd. I mean the water is almost like not in play on that hole with how far you can go right, especially with that pin. And it's how I guess it was, we knew he had to hit it close. So I sort of respect him for that. He was going he for did it. go he did go right at it. But, yeah. but I mean, how many times has he been in that situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just can't seem to get it done. He he said in his interview it was interesting where I don't, maybe you remember exactly, Reed. I don't exactly what he said, but he was basically hinting at how he's finished second so many times and it hasn't yeah. really gotten to him. And he just leaves it as another way, which I guess if you think of it as you're cashing million-dollar check after million-dollar check, it's not too bad. Yeah, but at that point, like, especially with those guys, like, it's to a point, like, they don't care about the money anymore. They just want the trophies and the titles, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know, but Xander, crazy good run he's on. I mean, he seems to always be in contention. You're always on him, Reed. But also, yeah. Rory, what a storyline. I forget who it was who you said was going to beat him. Held off on betting it, but you were definitely right. Everyone beat him. Who picked Roy? That, this is a terrible move for picked pick. him. Only, only yeah. another fool would pick Rory. <laughs> I. I feel bad for Rory. I feel partially at fault for him missing the cut because I feel like I've been the curse for whoever I pick recently. So <laughs> watch out whoever I pick this week. Just uh, just as I said six, seven months ago, watch out for William Z, man. That guy's going to be something special. Crazy. Second point. Yeah. Well, yeah, he came second. Or did he come second or third in the end? Second. Second, Second yeah. his first Masters, all everyone talks about is how hard it is to win these things. I mean, he didn't win, but I saw something. He's like 12th in the world now. I tweeted it out, but he doesn't have a PGA Tour full membership. Beyond mm-hmm. he, he's, he's not 12th in the world, is he? He's 12th Seven. in the FedEx Cup standings. In, in the FedEx, right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. But will not so, make the playoffs because he's not a PGA Tour member, which is absurd. He could make the Ryder Cup team. He could make... Um. What else? I don't. I don't know. He could. All the all the invitationals you'll get invited to. 
Yeah. Since yeah. 2018, he's tied with John Rahm for the most top 10 finishes on the PGA Tour, and he wasn't even on the PGA Tour from 2018. I was, I was looking at that, Zach. Was that, was that including Corn Ferry or no? I heard no. it was including Corn Ferry, but I don't know. No, I don't think it was. Wow. Well. It had to be. I don't, he's come top 10 in, like, almost every event. But has he played in 16? I don't even know. Think about this. He's played in two majors. I think the U.S. Open last year he finished, like, T7 or 8, maybe? Six. Yeah. Six? Top, top 10, so yeah. T6 and solo second of the U.S. Open in the Masters for your first time out. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good, man. Could he, could he keep it going? Could he go four for four at the majors of top 10-ing his first time around? I wonder if he has anyone ever done that. Did Tiger do that? Uh, I don't first know. Time at, well, see, first time as a pro or first as a time? Pro. That's Yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. And I don't – because do we even consider him a pro yet, even though he's – I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's playing it as a pro at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. So he's Captain Jacks. Yeah. I'm going to get the Tiger Woods uh, its numbers. Okay, I got it. So his first Masters, as a pro, he came first. Uh, yeah. He didn't for the U.S. Open or for the other ones. But okay. we know what happened. I feel like no one's ever done that. It would be pretty Yeah, absurd. that would be absurd. Uh, Nearly impossible. Yeah. What else was I seeing about Zalas Horace? I, I, there was something. I think just the fact that you know, when Xander put that ball in the water, I was like, oh, Hideki just won, basically. If he makes par here, he'll win. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, Zalatoris is still only two back. He's finished at nine under. And I was like, Hideki could very well bogey in on yeah. 17 and 18. And he had a tester on 16 for par, too. So He bogeyed the last four coming in. Yeah, I really like to. At one point, I think Hideki, though, when he was up three or four on Zalatoris on 18, when he stepped up to 18, what was he up four? No, he's up two. Or, he was no, up two. He was only up two. Or maybe yeah. then when he was hitting out of the fairway, they still cut to Zalatoris like on the driving range. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, shows. But I mean, you got to be ready. You never, you never know, especially at Augusta. Yeah, but crazy run, but let's talk about Hideki. I mean, he hadn't been playing such good golf. That's why it's a little crazy. I mean, I always pick him because he's my guy. I already wrote about how he's my guy. He's done well at the Masters, but still shocking to see him put it all together just like that. You know what? I mean, Hideki, he should be picked more often because if he has a above-average putting week, he's very dangerous just because how well he performs being such a subpar putter. Yeah, although that's what it's been the past, like, three years. But for the last six months, his irons haven't been on. That's why it's, like, crazy. He just yeah. put it all together. Yeah, and he was he gained strokes putting every single round, which I don't, if that's a sign of things to come, it's a very scary thought for everyone else on tour. <laughs> what about, I mean, what about the, uh, the Japanese girl went in the women's amateur, too? Yeah. Japan's big, uh, the golf world. I mean, right, big day. Big, big day I guess big the national weeks. sweep. I mean, yeah. it's right. huge for it's huge for uh, golf in the entire world. How much it grows the game. Japan. I think we spoke about it. How like 
these guys, they make so much money, the Japanese players. And it wouldn't surprise me if Hideki is like one of the highest paid guys with endorsements and how much they invest well, in that. Go look at the Japanese tour. Like those guys on the Japanese tour actually make very good money. Yeah. It was absurd thinking about, and if you go back and listen to our last, po- last podcast, how much we actually talked about Hideki. And then he goes on to win. I was just, I don't know, maybe a little from the back to his bump there. Could That's where I was going, Nolan. It had to have been. But my favorite part of the tournament, the, the caddy bowing. I don't know if you've ever interacted with him, Reed, but this is a guy we need. I've seen him. I've seen him, never interacted. But that was, uh, that was something special. We need time him on the podcast seen. more than we need Hideki and the translator <laughs> fellow. Right. I mean, that was viral. That was so cool. Just paying respect to, you know, one of the greatest golf courses um, out there. And, you know, even with all the stuff going around with, of course, Augusta National has this um, history of being a racist golf club. And here we have a Japanese caddy um, paying homage to this golf course and kind of respect and um, putting those differences aside. I don't know. It felt, it felt like a really big moment when you look at it in that perspective too. Yeah. I wonder, I, I don't think he does, but, there might be a chance he does this at every course. That's true. Yeah, I mean. Or maybe I'm just like very unknowledgeable of Japanese at least culture. Maybe when he like wins. It. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But it was pretty cool to watch. You know, I didn't, I didn't even see it until after it was done. I was flying to Hawaii, basically watched the whole uh, Sunday on the plane. And uh, oh, I missed Wi-Fi that. Wi-Fi on but, the plane, Reed. Oh, yeah. Hooked up the laptop, everything. Wow, you're able to stream on the plane? What type of plane is this? Just a, uh, just a little United flight, you know? I don't remember ever being able to stream. I didn't think the Wi-Fi was good enough. You were probably ruining it for everyone else on the flight. They were probably <laughs> all trying to do their work, and they couldn't figure out why they can't get emails because you were watching the Masters. The Masters app, it was actually pretty good. Like, we just went on the Masters app, and when the coverage came on, the, uh, the button for live, live broadcast was on, and it showed everything. The Masters Again. app was awesome. Yeah, once again, another year, another great experience with the Masters app. You can't. Why can't the PGA Tour? I understand it'll cost them some money. Do this for every single event. It'll grow the following so much. You're going to get. Oh, PGA PGA Tour is not behind the Masters. That's completely different. No, no, I know, but whatever tech, whatever they're doing, I, I would assume the Masters in some way, shape, or form is dealing with the PGA Tour and setting these kind of things up, like the shot trackers. But, but even not for the, uh, like the PGA Championship, the PGA Tour brought out a special app for it. And for the mm-hmm. Players' Championship, they have every shot live. Like, why can't they do this for every single event? It'll cost, sure, it'll cost several million dollars, I'm sure. But they make a ton of money, and the Masters does not, you know, cash in on all the money they could be making with TV deals. You always... Whenever you're watching the Masters, you'll notice there's way less commercials. Um, there's, there's like, no sponsors, essentially. Um, and apparently even their deal with CBS, I saw something about how they only, they only work it out to where CBS is breaking even on the deal. So um, it's an interesting way that, you know, the, the people that run the Masters – like to deal with everything and 
I guess it's leaving a lot of money, but it's also keeping their their prestige, right? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I don't understand why they do this. I mean, the, the viewership of the Masters is obviously one of the heaviest in golf, biggest in golf. So I mean, who's going to sit and watch all that kind of stuff for the Valspar Championship or for There's a lot the of Houston Open? Like, with betting and fantasy sports, it's so massive. They have to do like what, what football does. How many people used to tune in for a Jaguars-Dolphins game 15 years ago? And now it's probably millions of people because of their betting. And Blake Bortles. Oh, wait. Like, Reed, if I want to watch Rory McIlroy make bogey after bogey at the Valspar Championship, I want to see it. If I want to play Ricky Fowler every single week and watch him refuse to make a birdie, I want that live. Yeah, but I don't think the PGA Tour gives two shits about that. Yeah, but they should. It'll it'll come. It'll there'll be a point. They're getting more and more with it. So yeah, it's fair. They they kind of played with it. I mean, you're talking about all that betting. Remember they had that whenever they did the the match or whatever, and they had like live betting stuff on the TV oh, for yeah. you. And, right. Yeah. I, when they had they had like a whole betting broadcast too. And I got they they gave it a good effort, but. There's you know, a, back in the '90s, back in the '90s, they used to have so many skin games. '90s, early 2000s. Where do they all go? I don't know. I remember there was a big one here. I think these guys are too rich now. Yeah, there was a big one at the Oregon Golf Club, um, which is really close to where I live. Actually, it was. Oh gosh, I think I think Jack Jack came, but I can't remember who else was there. Um, that was cool. I went to uh, I went to one in BC, uh, British Columbia, and it was uh, Phil Mickelson and Mike Weir against Sergio Garcia in the first couples. So the two lefties against the two righties. <laughs> oh, that's cool. No one, you think you came from the course today? No, just my just my work attire, I guess. <laughs> just your work attire. Where you work? I wear polos on the polos a lot. <laughs> oh wow. Nice job. You get to wear polos. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, outside the Masters, any other storylines caught your eye? Dustin Johnson missing the cut. That'll be something we'll talk about this week. He's obviously the favorite at the RBC Heritage. Did anything else catch your eye? I was glad it played pretty hard, especially on Thursday. I mean, that was like a record low for guys under par, I think, on day one. Yeah, I love that. Justin Rose about, uh, I was going to say, what about Justin Rose going to find seven under and then not really doing much rest of the tournament? I know. I, I was rooting for him. Oh, I would have loved did he, to see it. Did he finish at seven under? He finished five I under. I think he did. So was it five? Five under. Five under. I know he shot 72-72 on Friday, Saturday. And then, yes, I guess yeah. he shot 72-72-74. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That was, I'm yeah, sad. I mean, everyone was like, holy smokes, Justin Rose. That's, he literally went so, seven, seven under in nine holes and then two over for the rest. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. And it's so funny how how much people overreact after Thursday. Hideki <laughs> was actually in it. I mean, he was in it, but he wasn't in it. Hideki was the, the, morning, the morning rounds. He was, he was leading. He was like three under early, right? Yeah, he made like an eagle and all that. But. Yeah, I, was just I mean, when uh, when Will 
Will birdied the first on Sunday, right? Yeah, she did. And Hideki bogeyed it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then Hideki birdied the second. Right, but when that when that first hole was done, I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty tight. Point. Yeah, it got to within two, I think, two shots within the first three holes or something. And, I mean, that's kind of what I expected. You know, that's a great thing about the – the great thing about the Masters, honestly, is the back nine, and you can shoot really high scores and really low scores because they're gettable holes on the back nine, but there's water there, so you can make mistakes. Um, those are just awesome. And the first, like, six holes at the Masters is just so crucial, too, to kind of be at par through those. Um, you got a handful of tough ones, but you got hole number two, three is easy as well. Um, and a lot of people think hole number one is like one of the harder opening holes in golf. So, yeah. What about uh, Horschel going into the water, taking <laughs> off his shoes and whatnot, hacking it out on the, on 12, or sorry, 13? Horschel did it like twice. He was going in the water. I saw some good tweet where it's like, how can we make fun of everyone else when they get mad on the course, but Horschel just gets a free pass. Horschel and Hatton, nobody cares. <laughs> and I'm for it. I'm a fan of when these guys get pissed. I'm like, why are people so mad? Like that that video of him slamming his club in the bag over and over is absolutely fucking priceless. He put that wedge in a timeout, man. <laughs> like <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that wedge went from a fifty-six degree to a forty-five degree. <laughs> That's so There's true. A, what about uh Siwoo Kim putting with the three wood after oh. he like smashed his putter too after it was like a three putt, but it was a pretty tough three putt. It wasn't like the worst three putt ever. I never yeah. saw how that actually happened. I just saw him putting with He just slammed it into the ground. Jesus. Anger. He he yeah, he parred out the last three holes, right? Didn't that happen on fifteen? Yeah. yeah. So if, if, you, if, if you were to bust your putter, what, what club are you putting with? Mm, that's a good question. What? Three wood probably. Wedge, wedge, or, wedge or wood? Yeah, definitely either – I would either belly a, a wedge or something. Um, I, I think that's what I have the most experience with because I would always um, do the five iron challenge where you like only use a five iron on a hole. And so right. then you put – putting with a five iron and I always like to just blade it instead of like try to chip it or something like that so I think I'd feel more more comfortable with the wedge just like you know cutting it instead of trying to use a putting motion with a three wood or something well sometimes those woods have so much pop on the green yeah with green, greens that speed it can be tough like even I'll see go. I'd go driver because I feel like I'd top in a, a wedge <laughs> Or it could just be one where, oh, I have a downhill putt. I need to use a wedge here. I have an uphill. I need a little more pop. I can use a three-wood. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. even got comfortable. You know, like some a lot of guys will use, like, their hybrid or five-wood off the green right. to get that pop out of the fringe. And I just never liked that shot, to be honest. And he was, <laughs> he was good with it as a putter, too. Like. Yeah, he burned a couple edges. Yeah. <laughs> It was good to see Connors. Connors is out there looking really good um, early on. Uh, he seems made always eight, made an he eight seems eight always show his face there. there. Sorry, Reed. Yeah. I was gonna say he seems always show his face there. 
He shows his face everywhere. Connor is going to be one of the top players. He might already be. I'll give you a top 30. I'll give you top 30. Yeah, that's like one of the top to me. The guy's Canadian. That's like all we could ask for. <laughs> they don't ask for more than top 30. We'll take it. But he made a hole-in-one. Tim Hortons uh, made a special donut for him. Oh, seriously? Yeah. It's like a donut with a green uh, icing and then a – do you know what a Timbit is? It's like a munchkin from Dunkin' Donuts. Like those <laughs> tiny little donut balls with like white yeah. powder on it in the middle. I have to say, Tim Hortons does have some of the best coffee. Oh, yeah. Tim Hortons is the way to go. That's awesome. We actually have a couple in, we have a couple in Columbus that I uh, pay a regular visit to. Oh, I'm surprised. I didn't know they were in Columbus now. I, I knew they had New York, but didn't know that. They're expanding everywhere. They're taking over. Soon, soon uh, Dunkin' Donuts and all that would be irrelevant. And Starbucks coffee sucks. It tastes like burnt coffee in, in general. Fun fact about Tim Hortons. Do you, do you guys know who Tim Horton was? I've heard this. Is he in a Dr. Seuss book? Horton yeah, hears he was like a... He was like a star defenseman on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, oh, really? He started this coffee chain. And in the old days in hockey, these guys, they would like drink, then they'd drive to their next game. Like he had a game in Buffalo from Toronto. So he went to a bar just outside of Toronto, got like wasted, and then was driving to Buffalo for his game at like two in the morning, got in an accident and died. So killed himself drunk driving. That bar is my girlfriend's great uncle or cousin's bar wow really so in some way you know perform, they caused tim horton's death wow you know who's gonna like that fun fact zach who our uh, our friend jake gertson i know he'll be listening so, oh yeah uh, jake when, jake when you hear this give a give a pop out to know uh no you Ruben. found out about tim horton know who tim horton was he's gonna be embarrassed that you guys don't <laughs> Next, you won't know who uh, Guy Lafleur is. No one's like, who the hell is that? No idea. Reed might be too now. <laughs> yeah, no, idea. no idea. Oh, my God. Like the greatest Montreal Canadiens player. What are we doing here, <laughs> fellas? Probably back in the fucking 40s, is it not? No, like the 70s. Okay, it's too old for my blood. Oh, you guys sicken me. All right, well, this week, exactly. the RBC Heritage Classic. <laughs> Reed, have you been there? I have. You have. So we leave it to you. When you've been there, you get to do the intro. Uh, fun golf course. It can blow. Um, Got to be good off the tee. Uh, it's one of the biggest things out there. Got to hit fairways. Um, other than that, it's a ball striker's golf course. You can't really smaller overpower greens. it. Yeah, smaller greens. Um, you know, there are some ones, some that are a little bigger in general, general form, a little smaller, and uh, the ball striker's paradise. I'll tell you what, I watched it, a lot of this tournament last year, and I love that course. I, like, really want to go play that course. I don't know why. That's, where, uh, that's where Webb won last year, right? Yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, it's, a, it's a good track. It's, uh, it's, you know, it kind of demands a little bit of everything as far as Shot making left and right. Um, some different kind of greens. They have some that you know have some big wall face bunkers in it. Some they have um, water surrounding it. Some that are 
just uh, undulating. But, we are um, going to desperately need the wind to blow, however, because prior to last year, the four years before that, the winning score had been between minus 9 and minus 13. Last year it was minus 22, and basically like yeah. 20 players might have been like minus 15 or better. Yeah, it was a birdie fest. It was like if you're not birdieing, then you're falling down the down the leaderboard. Well, it was also a little later in the year, so some of the graphs was more darted too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as penalizing. See, that's some intel. That's the intel we only get from you, Reeve. Yeah, so it was uh, – you'll get the rough playing a little tougher this year, a little earlier in the year. But uh, that wind can definitely come off that water there, that's for sure. This is – yeah, it's, it's a pretty short course though, no? Very. Right, what, what's that's the what I'm saying. It's a course. It's a, it's a ball striker's paradise. And you really can't overpower that golf course. Is this the shortest course on tour? 7,100 yards, I'm seeing. No, that's, that can't be the shortest. Seems pretty short. I don't Napa's, Napa, Napa's pretty short. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe no one will know. Looks like no one's going to intel. Pretty long for me, at least. Yeah, we're, we're all fucked. Well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not read, but... <laughs> Negative. No time. So, uh, Nolan, what, what do you think? Who's your pick this week? Uh, who am I going to curse this week? Is that what you mean? Who am I going to curse this week? I remember uh, Hatton did pretty well last year, I think. I think he was in the mix um, with Simpson. Someone else was up there, too. I can't recall who it was. But there's a lot of guys I could see winning this week. I think it'd be a perfect time for Tommy Fleetwood to get his first PGA Tour win. My goodness, when is that going to happen? Um, May never happen, honestly. Yeah. What What is Maybe. it? Is it? Would you take even odds? Tommy Fleetwood winning. Like ever? Even odds? I don't. I don't know. I mean, he. It's not even like he's getting that close anymore. He's. He did well in some majors. Sure, we're talking player. You're talking win a PGA Tour event in the rest of yeah, his career. The over-under on half a PGA Tour win. I think he's going to win. One and a half PGA Tour wins. Maybe not. <laughs> it's not so obvious. He's got to win at some point, man. He'll win one. Come on. He'll win multiple. I'll say that right now. Multiple. I don't know. How old is he? 30? How many How many Euro wins does he have? Quite a bit. I can tell you that. While, we, while no one gives his pick, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm going to go. We've talked about him a lot today, so um, I don't really need to get into why I think he's going to win. I think Corey Connors is going to get one. Um, like this yeah, is a course for him. Any of these it's short a great, great course for him. He's playing well. Um, yeah, he's just got to roll the rock a little better and – Get it up and down a couple more times, and we'll see if Corey Connors could pull out a victory. Like that, Reed. Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who's been playing well for quite a long time. Kind of a name that's um, overlooked a lot. Good putter, left-hander. Has uh, good caddy on the back. That's Brian Harmon. And I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a long shot for those better. I'm gonna take a long shot here at uh, 
the guy who's coming to the mix recently, the guy who a lot of people didn't know about, and it's kind of made it a little bit of a name for himself. That's old Robbie McIntyre. Mm. Robbie McIntyre. You know, I think he's got decently uh, short odds, I think, in this. 90 to 1, I guess. So, no, not as not as short as I thought. But, Nolan, who, you got a long shot? Well, I, I can I can look I can look for one while uh, while you go ahead and give us your picks. I'll be a real man here and go with a real long shot. Hopefully, I don't get canceled for that. But uh, a real long shot. Kyle Stanley, four hundred one to win. Kyle Stanley, this is a course for him. He plays for What are you listening to? <laughs> Read your TV. Listen to nothing. We hear, we hear all that's going on there. <laughs> oh, now you're good. So Kyle Stanley, four hundred to one. I think, I think four hundred to one. How do you not take it? That's like just put a dollar on it. That's, that's crazy. Oh, you can't put a dollar. Put five. Dollar twenty-five cents, you win five hundred bucks. Has to be done. But my pick to win. I mean, there's a couple guys. No one. You mentioned Tar- Terrell Hatton. I think he's a really good pick. Uh, but Cameron Smith, forty to one. He's come top seventeen in four straight events. I think he's a good driver of the ball, but he's not the longest of hitters. So again, this is a course that I think suits some of the shorter guys, where distance won't fuck you over. <laughs> and uh, I think Cam Smith, he's due for a win pretty soon. He won uh, earlier in the year. But I think he gets another one here. Not a bad, not a bad choice, Zach. I like that. No, now, now we wait for your long shot. You want my long shot? Oh, I want it. <laughs> Hunter Mayhan. I don't know. That's the worst long shot ever. Dude, come on, man. That's like picking freaking... Adam Sandler's caddy. Oh wait, that's uh, Will's out. Oh wait, that's Will. There's less of a chance. <laughs> there's less of a chance that Reed uh, Reed picks Will Kevin Nar, whoever, to beat Rory again, than Hunter Mayhan to ever win a golf tournament. I mean, no offense to Hunter Mayhan, he's not winning. Hunter Mayhan. I remember in college we were go, we were going to some tournament. Might have been conference championship, and. Uh, and uh, he was sitting in the airport. And I hadn't seen him in years. I wonder what you could get. I wonder what you could get for him making the cut. Oh fuck! A hundred to one. <laughs> he's he's one thousand to one to win, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you the names of the people who are in the same category as picks of who Nolan just took. We got Michael Kim. He made a cut. Like, remember Michael Kim? He missed a cut for like three straight years. Did you say Anthony Kim? Yeah, <laughs> Michael Kim. He missed a cut for like three straight years. May as well be Anthony Kim. KJ Choi. You may as well pick KJ Choi to win Nolan. <laughs> Hunter Mayhan is a bargain. So that's fair because if I, if I, Hunter Mayhan for sure is a better chance to win than KJ Choi. And yes. He's got to be like the worst odds in the field. Is he not? KJ Choi and Hunter Mayhan, same odds. Tied for the worst. <laughs> no, and that might, might have been your worst pick of the year. Bo Van Pelt, same odds. Fuck. You don't want, no, want to change the Bo Van Pelt? If he makes the cut, you guys are going to go nuts. Honestly, now. Oh, no, because you picked him to win. 
Hey, man. All you got to do is make it to Saturday and you got a chance. Now I'm rooting for him to make the cut. That's going to be exciting. I have faith. It, it'll, it could happen. Make the cut, he wouldn't be 100 to 1. He'd be probably like 10 to 1. Hey, Zach, you should take him to DraftKings. And then, uh, just price and then, uh, yeah, be a $1 selection. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, or like they give you extra cash to spend if you take them. Yeah, right. As an incentive. Or you get like 10% off your entry fee if you take them. It should be like a a BOGO, like buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one Hunter Mayhem. (laughs) Oh my God, it's true. Hunter Mayhem. (laughs) Like if you pick like Pat Perez, you should also get Hunter Mayhem. (laughs) Yeah. Like like you get two players in one? (laughs) Yeah. That's actually brilliant. That could work. That could work. Could work. That could work. I think we stumbled upon something. I mean, if you're if you're taking Hunter Mayhem, you deserve a second guy on that. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's stop the Hunter Mayhem's. Um, no, I'll give you Hunter Mayhem. Slander. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you Hunter Mayhem. Not a problem. I've got great intel saying he is on fire. He's just been playing fire practice rounds. He's, He's dropped been 59, playing 59 both rounds. Just side hustle and money games and just go into all the local courses and just taking everyone's cash. So that's why he misses the cut. He doesn't want to bother making it and scaring people off. Exactly. I mean, fuck. Yeah, I don't even want to say that. <laughs> Reed hates my pick. <laughs> just hates it. Oh, incredible. Uh, Nolan, I know you got a close Portland Trailblazers game on right now. It is a close one, a very close one. It's a um, barn burner. But uh, before we end things, we, we got a big LPGA tournament this week. Reed's in uh, beautiful Hawaii for the Latte Champion. I don't know if it's a lot or Latte. I never know. I know they make, like, tennis gear too, so. I couldn't tell you. I think it's Latte. Latte, uh, so. But, but the actual Latte is L-A-T-T-E, so. Yeah, uh, no. Whoever created that name was uh, full of bullshit. But, uh, yeah, it's just a whole typical Hawaiian golf course, man. The wind's going to blow. Got to hit fairways, got to hit greens. Um, not a whole lot of trouble in front of you except the bunkers. Water on the sides. Um, really not a whole lot of water in front of you. But uh, fairways and greens. Make a couple of putts here and there. Keep the ball, you know, controlled in the wind. And I think that's the name of the game out here. I feel like I feel like we're due for a for a high finish. I feel like you guys have been trending around that that twentieth mark in the leaderboard, and that's just like you're just due. You're like the Corey Connors of the LPGA Tour. It's just like a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, you would think. I would hope so. I hope so. But uh, you know, we got to play every shot out like it is. But you know, we've had some decent success, had some good runs and some rounds. We just got to put four together. Are there any women on the LPGA tour that are just like killer putters? Like, like just I feel like there's someone who just like drains everything. Like the best putter. I mean, yeah, there's it's just like any tour. You're gonna have your good putters and your bad putters. But I think the LPGA tour is more. Um, you get your top players playing well more often. The dispersion, I think, from top to bottom is a little bigger than the dispersion from top to bottom of the PGA. Like that the same people seem to finish near the top of the leaderboard week after week? Yeah, or, you know, a good part of the season. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that has to do more with the quality of competition or more with, like, how hard they're hitting it? Kind of like if you're – they're all very accurate, like all way more accurate than the PJ Tour. There's less variance. 
Yeah, I think you hit it on the nose there. I mean, they don't really take, you know, lines of cutting corners and whatnot. It's just point A to point B, point B to point C. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of the girls' games are very similar. It's just whoever is, uh, you know, on and making spots that week. Yeah. You know what I um, saw recently from our guy Joe Butter, who does a lot of the PGA Tour, sorry, LPGA Tour um, uh, stats, and he's got his own LPGA Tour uh, podcast, I believe. I know he was all over that Patty Kavanaugh ticket. Right. Whatever her name is. He put out a tweet the other day about the four women who are – 10 times their uh, daily fantasy value average price. And your girl, Ryan O'Toole, was, was one of those four. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I like She's that. making some guys a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> I, I like that, too. Let's go see. We're going to go see Ryan O'Toole's DraftKings price. That's crazy that they got – I mean, they're, like, working at DraftKings now. They got LPGA. They got Euro. Yeah, yeah, they are working. It's, it's it's becoming a uh, a worldwide thing, man. Yeah, I mean, Reed, all, your guys' finishes are all like between nineteenth and thirty fourth. Yeah, yeah, we've been up there a couple times, just uh, haven't been able to finish. But I think that time's coming soon. Yeah, well, any any other activities going in on in Hawaii before you finish thing up? Swim with any turtles? No, no. None of that. Why are you letting visitors in now? Pardon? No, no, no fans, nothing. Uh, some family. I think some family was some family was permitted last in uh, California. Um, I think just slowly starting to see fans starting to come back. All this COVID stuff starting to slowly drift away. Hopefully, but um, it's interesting to see you know the difference in the tours and rules and what's going on because all you know. LPGA is not not sanctioned with the PGA of America at all, so you know they create their own rules and protocols and whatnot. So it's a little different, but uh, hopefully by the summer everything's back to normal. All right. Well, uh, with that, that, oh, go ahead, Nolan. I was gonna say we talk a lot about daily fantasy, but you know, for those who aren't interested in sports gambling, maybe you can get into some sports investing. And guess what? We're got a new partner. Um, called Symbol. Um, check them out, symbol.app, and you can log in. They created this like sports uh, stock market, if you will, where they have NFL, NBA, and MLB teams that you can invest in. Um, you know, real supply and demand um, determines the stock price for each of these teams. And you can buy their shares, you can trade, you can um, get your own win payouts or dividends um, similar to stock market. And so for people who are interested in, you know, sports gambling, this is a different avenue. Um, sports investing, check them out, symbol, use our code FTS. Um, you'll get a free $10 with your first deposit too. So cool little uh, company we're partnering with. I thought you did a really good write-up on them. Like, explain. Well, first of all, it's symbol, like uh, simulation, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, like the animal bull. Mm-hmm. And uh, you did a great write-up explaining. Like, I was talking to my father about a big investor guy, you know. He, he likes to spread the money. And 
we were discussing this it is a positive expected return yeah i mean it's if you I were mean, to buy i didn't even discuss this with you nolan but if you were to buy every single team and just keep every single team in baseball regardless of whether the stock goes up and down because they all go up and down relative to each other mm-hmm. you'll get like a 15 or 13 percent return on investment which you could then sell which is a crazy good return that'll beat any of the s and or the index funds i know Plus, you I, uh, I beg to differ there zach we i got a freaking crypto right now it's going nuts okay <laughs> but um, very risky say, that's risky yeah what i was gonna say on the symbol it's not people are gonna hear this they're gonna think oh this is like nba top shot this is one of the oh we lost reed but hopefully he'll be back this is like <laughs> nba top shot people are thinking oh this is like the crypto stuff this has to do with this it's like a get rich quick not crypto at no. all not related it's... to crypto one bit it's real money I just went on it. I tested out their withdrawal too. I put $200 on, took out the money just to see how it would work, how quickly. You get it the next day. They say 24 to 48 hours. I got it in like 12 hours. They take like a 3% fee, but you also made a great point. They charge a $1 trading fee, but you get a, so they emailed me. I set up my account. They didn't know because they've been dealing with you. They didn't Mm -hmm. know that I had like my own account. Yeah. Just saying like, oh, you should get our yearly pass for $25. And they said, you get the $25 pass, we'll give you $25 cash to invest in a team. I said, sure. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> a free stock. Yeah. And yeah, they do a, if you, so like Zach was saying, if you do a trades a lot, right, you're, you're playing the stock market more actively than others. You, you get a $1 fee on each trade, but you can pay $3 a month and get free trades every month. Or like Zach was saying, twenty five bucks for a year. So, it's a. I mean, it's a no brainer to be honest. Yeah, you don't want to be like Reed, just throwing away your money in uh, crypto. Yeah, we can't all be rich like Reed, just throwing away. There he is. Reed's finally gotten back. But Reed, I was just saying, we can't all throw away our money in crypto and get rich like that. Some of us have to do it the good old honest way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good way to do it too. You own any Bitcoin, Reed? No, negative. I wish I did 10 years ago. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. know who to come to for a loan. Uh, if that was the case, I wouldn't be, uh, I'd be sitting friggin' Bermuda for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, we'll wrap things up. It's a late show this week, but we'll be back next week. But before we close things off, Reed, I know you, you for sure got some trivia and you're in Hawaii, so it's probably going to be yeah. I'm going to leave this open-ended. I'm not going to ask a uh, multiple choice here because it might be a little too obvious. How many islands are in Hawaii? Is it islands that people are on? Like main islands? That's that's, that's not what I said. How many islands (laughs) are in Hawaii? I know know there's Oahu, Kauai, Big Island, Honolulu. I'm going to go with six. I know there's one that like Richard Branson owns. I feel like there's another one I'm missing. I'm going to go seven. Islands, how many islands are in Hawaii? Seven. It's going to be some crazy number. Like people don't live on them. 137. I knew it. God dang it. Okay. How many islands are uh, habitable? Seven. seven. Six. Seven. Seven is the answer. Fuck, I yeah. changed my answer. I'm a sucker. It's like Lanai, Kauai, Hawaii, Lanai. Maui, Oahu, Hon- or, not Honolulu. Uh, there's one more. The big island out of 
That's Hawaii. That's Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. It sounded like Hawaii. you just said Hawaii again. Oh, there's Hawaii and there's Kauai. Yeah. Oh, you said that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, dude. <laughs> I love Hawaii. It's so far for me. For you guys, it's still far, but not it's double. It's, no, yeah. no, fuck that. It's the same same flight for me to you, Zach. No, but for me, it's close. It was, uh, I flew from Columbus to Chicago. From Chicago to Honolulu, it was almost nine hours. Oh, yeah. For us, it's like 12. Yeah, it was, probably out, a hour, it was probably close to a 12 hour journey. So Montreal, Toronto to LA, six hours, then LA to Hawaii. Hey, Long you way. know, funny fact, Zach? Portland is actually more north than Toronto is. Did wow. you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. La- I'm not good with geography. Was it latitude or longitude? I don't know. Latitude, I think. Longitude, longitude. Again, I don't know. I said it confidently, though. That's all that matters. Longitude, long, long lines, longitude. Reed's the geography guy. That's why I leave it to you, Reed. <laughs> I'm the Japanese fanboy guy. You're the you're the geography guy. Nolan, we'll close things off with you. Yeah, big Japanese fanboy here too. Um, congrats, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, we just had the Masters, so I'm going to give one more little Tiger tidbit of Masters-ness. Um, Tiger Woods has a career scoring average of 70.86 at Augusta National. Um, that's the best career scoring average uh, in the Masters for any player with at least 50 rounds played. So pretty awesome. Even better than Jack. Jack has um, a little bit. He's got more, you know, of those older years to stack in there and destroy that average a little. But we'll see how Tiger fares. Hopefully, we see Tiger maybe at next at next year's Masters. I heard you can put a bet on him for next for 2022. That is refundable if he doesn't play. So you might yeah. be cashing in that refund. Yeah, hopefully. I think hopefully, hopefully not. not. Hopefully not. Well, everyone, thank you guys so much for listening to the From the Back Tees podcast. Hopefully one of our guys wins. We can make it two in a row for the podcast, fellas. That would be uh that would be a remarkable feat. We we go like viral on the Some might say impossible. Some might well, say Well, Zach, I think I think you've picked the only couple winners, so I'm leaving it to your picks. Yeah, Cam yeah. Smith. He's our only hope. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.